Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So Joshua ordered the officers, officers of the people, go through the camp and tell the people, get your provisions ready. Three days from now you will go across the Jordan here to go in to take possession of the land you, the Lord your God has given you for your own. But to the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half, and the half tribe of Manasseh, <laughs> it's a fun word to say, Remember, the command that Moses, the servant of the Lord your God, gave you after he said, the Lord your God will give you rest by giving you this land. Your wives, your children, and your livestock may stay in the land that Moses gave you, east of the Jordan, but all your fighting men, ready for battle, must cross over ahead of your fellow Israelites. You are to help them until the Lord gives them rest, as he has done for, for you, and until they, too, have taken possession of the land your God has given them. After that, you may go back and occupy your own land, which Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you east of the Jordan towards the sunrise. Then they answered Joshua, Whatever you have commanded us, we will do, and wherever you send us, we will go. Just as we have fully obeyed Moses, so will we obey you. Only may the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. Whoever rebels against your word and does not obey it, whatever you may command them, we will put to death. Only be strong and courageous. There it is again, strong and courageous, strong and courageous, strong and courageous. That's the, the main point that God wants to get across to, to his people, his chosen people. Be strong and courageous in, in the word, in the promise that I've given you. I actually labeled this section of scripture as God's promise. It's like his promise to his chosen people. I have given you this land. All you have to do is be strong and courageous on my word. What I said is true, and all you have to do is believe it and trust that I'm for you. I have your back. Um, I'm going to kind of go back a little bit in our lives. I know for growing up for me, uh, my parents always tried to give me advice and stuff on whatever, you know, parents do that sometimes. I don't know. Or guardian, whoever. But <laughs> I never listened to my parents. I actually texted my mom and asked her to give an example of a time that she'd given me advice, and I, I didn't do it. And then she said, well, you never listened to me, so I just stopped trying. <laughs> so it's just like, I, I'm sure everyone in this room has been given advice. Maybe it's about hanging out with certain people, and then you disobeyed and you did hang out with people you know you shouldn't have been hanging out with and maybe you got into some trouble or you even something as simple as your parents telling you, hey, you should go to bed before 3 a.m., but you don't. And then you wake up the next morning and you're like, wow, I'm stupid. Why did I do that? I mean, that's just like kind of what it's like to grow up. You know what I mean? It's just part of the journey. And that's exactly kind of where Israel is because they, they send some spies into uh, Jericho and they're like, this place is crazy. This, this town is like impenetrable. They have these walls around the outside that's just crazy. We're never going to be able to get to this. And then they, they, they're just worried. Like, they don't know. And then they, they don't realize that, that God has literally already given it to them, right? All they have to do is just take it, just realize that it's theirs. They just have to obey God and just just go in there and do what he has said, and they, they have it. They don't even have to try. It's just theirs. 
Um, and that's kind of kind of evident in our lives. It's like God all God has a plan for all of us, and that plan has been planned out since before America even existed, before any of us were even born. Like it's not like the choices we make get rid of that forever. We just have to believe that God does have a plan and step into that plan. God has much more in store for us than just forgiving us for our sins, right? He wants us to have a life that is the best life. He wants us to live our best life. He doesn't just want to put us in the right, like take us from here to here. No, he wants us to take us from here to here and live the life that we've, we can't even imagine, like an abundant life that only you get from, from trusting in God. That he is the crazy, like you can't even imagine the things that God does, right? He can, he can make Moses split the sea. And it's, it's just, it reminds me of a passage in Matthew, Matthew 6. And this is where Jesus is talking to his disciples and he's basically telling them how to pray. He says this. This then is how you should pray. All farther, all farther in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. That's probably something that we've all either grown up saying or we've had to memorize just because we, we grew up in church or we, our parents made us memorize it or something. But that's God, Jesus, telling us, hey, this is what I want you to pray like. I want you to pray that heaven would come down to earth. Why does he say that? Why does he want us to pray that? Because that's what he wants. He wants our lives to look like heaven on earth. And he wants heaven to be on earth. He doesn't want there to be a separation anymore. He wants to be here with us. He wants heaven, he wants earth to look like heaven. He wants our lives to look like not earthly lives, like just abundant, happy, just filled with glory and filled with God and filled with friendship and filled with love. God wants our lives to be as if we have already, we're already in heaven with him. All we have to do is just, just trust and just step into what he has planned for us. We don't, we don't have to try hard. We don't have to strive. We don't have to become someone we're not. We just have to become who God has called us to be. We just have to, to trust in that. And that brings us to Ephesians 2. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. Not by works so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. This, um, like I said, this, this series called Storytime is about finding Jesus in the Bible, finding Jesus in the Old Testament before Jesus was on earth. And Joshua has one of the most clear pictures of Jesus. Um, there's this passage in, in uh, Joshua where Joshua is walking up to the city walls of Jericho and he's kind of just standing there like looking out, being like, wow, this is, this is our calling as God's people. This city, this is ours. And he's like, this looks pretty crazy, and their walls are insane. 
And then in Joshua 5, this is, this is what happens. Now when Joshua was near Jericho, he looked up and saw a man standing in front of him with a drawn sword in his hand. Joshua went up to him and asked, Are you for us or for our enemies? Neither, he replied. But as the commander of the army of the Lord, I have come. Then Joshua fell face down to the ground in reverence and asked him, What message does my Lord have for his servant? The commander of the Lord's army replied, Take off your sandals, for this place where you are standing is holy. And Joshua did so. Now the gates of Jericho were securely barred because of the Israelites. No one went in, or no one went out, and no one came in. Then the Lord said to Joshua, Notice here how it changed from the commander of the Lord's army, it changed from that to the Lord, almost without any transition whatsoever. This is literally a physical pre-incarnate Jesus talking to Joshua at this point. He's telling him, he's reminding him, this is yours. I know it looks scary, but I'm here with you. I'm fighting for you. I have my sword drawn. I'm with you. I'm here battling alongside with you. Then the Lord said to Joshua, see, I have delivered Jericho into your hands along with its king and its fighting men. This is still even before they had taken the city. Later on, this, this uh, Joshua goes on in the book of Joshua, it says, they would, the, sorry, Jesus would tell them to march around the city for seven days. And after the seventh day, they would blow these horns and then the walls would literally just crumble. This, this scary wall that separates them from their promise just falls when they trust God, trust Jesus, put their faith in Jesus. Jesus is fighting for us. He's right there with us with a sword drawn. Even when we don't realize he's there, he's still there with us. And this is, this is grace, guys. This is, this is what it's all about. God... He, he could have chosen right away, like, we, sep- we chose to separate ourselves in Genesis by sinning. He could have immediately just been like, okay, whoops, let's restart. But here we are, right? He could have just blown the earth up and, and started new, right? But instead, he, he chose to do the most radical thing we could ever imagine. He chose to come to earth as a man. And, and die for us. He fought for us. He's fighting for us to this day. This is, this is the power. This is why we believe these words. We don't believe that this book is anything special. We just believe that these are words that have been inspired by God, inspired by the Holy Spirit, that we can look to these as, as a reminder of God's promise for our lives. That we don't have to fight alone in this battle, guys. We, don't, we have a, a warrior who is God. All we have to do is just accept his love and put our f- trust and faith in him. So I want to I wanna give people the opportunity tonight to do that.
So if we could all just close our eyes and bow our heads. If you haven't put your faith in Jesus tonight or ever before in your life, I want to give you the opportunity to tonight. I know before I put my faith in Jesus, I, I felt like I was lost in the world. I felt like I was alone, had no one with me, no one fighting for me. I was just fighting my battles by myself, getting nowhere. And then I had an encounter with God, with Jesus, and I immediately felt this tug to just, wow, this is, this is a feeling that I never want to forget. This is something that I want to hold on to for the rest of my life. We have a warrior who fights for us, fights our battles, that we can just do life alongside. And, and he might not be here physically, but he's with us spiritually. He's with, with us all the time. Even if we don't know, even if we don't feel it, he's there, he's watching, he's, he's intervening. He's at the right hand of the throne of God, intervening, praying for us in heaven. So if you haven't yet put your faith in Jesus, I'm going to give you an opportunity to tonight. I'm going to count to three, and then you can just go ahead and raise your hand wherever you are and just... It's not the raising of your hand that signifies your salvation. It's, it's just something to remind you of this feeling that you can really look back to and just remember this feeling and never forget. And it's just kind of a solidifying event for, for people. So one... God loves you so much. He's been, he's been waiting for this moment your entire life. He's got a whole plan of great things for you, and he's just waiting for you to, to just say, God, I want to do what you want for me, what you have for me. I want that. I want to accept the gift of grace. Two, this will be something that you can look back on and, and remember this feeling when you're, when you're in the middle of a battle, in the middle of a struggle. You can look back to this moment and be like, I trust you, God. No matter what I'm facing, no matter what walls separate me from, from this promise, you're fighting for me. God, you have your sword drawn on my behalf. Three, go ahead and raise your hand wherever you are. Thank you, Jesus. God, thank you for the tonight. Thank you that you're fighting for us. You're praying for us in heaven. You want us to live our best life. Jesus, would you just be with us no matter what's going on in our lives? And give us wisdom to, to look back to you, to, to find strength, and not find strength in our own abilities, but just know that you're for us, and there's nothing that could come against us that is stronger than you. In Jesus' name, amen.